Hey everyone, welcome into the podcast. Um, this is Johnny Gaston, and I appreciate you listening. I have tonight with me special guest. Um, he's been on the podcast before, even years ago, and then a few weeks ago. Yeah, Jake, how you doing, man? I'm great, man. How you doing today? Oh man, if I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> it's uh, Jake Awarda. He uh, is an evangelist with Reach My City. He's been very involved with evangelism. Um, he has um, a history, really. And going out with his local church, um, even you know, door knocking and, and sharing the gospel in many facets. Uh, but we're going to talk specifically about a weekend outreach that we had um, this last weekend. Uh, we went to Cottage Hill Park, which is a local uh, park in our area. It's really called Medal of Honor Park. And uh, it's on Hillcrest Road. We go there from time to time. I mean, really, that's kind of our fishing hole. <laughs> so <to speak>. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fishing there. Some good fishing. And the reason why is when you're talking about personal evangelism, you, you you got to thank foot traffic. Foot traffic is is where it's at. That's the gold. Uh, the reason why is because if you try to to do it at a mall or uh, or a Walmart or something like that, yes, it's, it's foot traffic so to speak. But they're doing something. They're going here and there. They're shopping. They're, they they got their mind on something. When you go to a local park, it's different. Way as well different. as the beach. Yeah, yep. people are just kind of hanging out, enjoying the day, sitting on the park bench. You know, walking their dog and just plenty of uh, opportunities. So. Just to let you know what we do at the park, we usually set up a tent right around the kids' park, and uh, we give out free snow cones on a hot day, free hot chocolate and coffee on a cold day, and uh, it's very popular. <laughs> people come up, and it's just a fantastic uh, you know, way to bless people, show an act of kindness, and then, of course, use that as a springboard to have conversations, pass out gospel tracts, gospels of John, different literature that will help you know, help them see what the gospel is after they leave the conversation, or we use it even as an, an icebreaker into the conversation. Part of that is the million dollar bill that we hand out. The million dollar bill has the million dollar question, and so we use that as a springboard into the gospel. So, getting into this last uh, weekend, we've had some really, really great conversations. One that I'm going to talk about myself is uh, I talked to a girl named Elizabeth, and uh, she, uh, I walked in the kids' park, I was offering cold bottles of water and that day just happened to be a really weird day it's a true mobile day mobile weather is crazy is it not <laughs> it's bipolar you, yeah yeah you you have basically all four seasons in an hour <laughs> I, thought, I thought indiana was bad <laughs> man mobile is is crazy so it was one of those days where it was rain cold hot i mean we, it was a mixed bag you didn't know what you're gonna get but anyway the bottles of water really paid off for us because People loved it. I mean, they were sitting down. It kind of got hot, and so we were offering just free ice-cold bottles of water. I'd walk up to people and say, hey, would you like a free ice-cold bottle of water? I'm, I'm with a local church here. And they're like, oh, yeah, thank you so much. And I'd say, well, hey, let me give you this as well. So me and Nala Bill. And they usually laugh, of course, and I'd say, yeah, don't don't spend it one place. And, of course, i get to, get to the back and say, it's a million-dollar question. What do you think about that? It's, are you good enough to go to heaven? And uh, there's variations of that question. You could ask, are you uh, not only good enough to go to heaven, but are you going to go to heaven when you die? What do you think happens after a person dies? These are great questions to kind of get the ball rolling in the right direction. Of course, we introduce ourselves, have a good smile on our face, and uh, want to have a warm introduction so that way we can get the ball rolling towards the gospel. And as we've said before, navigating a conversation and getting into the gospel sometimes can be difficult. But if you use something like a bottle of water or something to bless someone, it almost opens the door for you. That's right. I've heard it said before, earn the right to be heard. That's right. And uh, I've also heard, it's a, it's a great quote, um, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> hey, even Ray Comper used fruit baskets to an entire village to get people to hear him. 
give him a chance. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he did. He gave out fruit baskets. So yeah, hey, that take that. That's uh, that's something. That's a tool in the in the tool bag, so to speak. Give out something for free. Yes. All right. So this girl Elizabeth, um, she. Let me say this, okay? I know she she might even listen to this. She she got our card and and our and she got our uh, our web address and everything and our YouTube page. And if you didn't know, we do have YouTube. Uh, you know, actually, we put brand new content on just today. Uh, go watch that. It's really, really awesome. We actually debunked the idea of there being a spiritual gift of evangelism. So go, go watch that. When you get a chance, subscribe to our page. We also have, of course, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us at Reach My City. So as I, as I gave her our uh, mean dollar bill after I gave her the, the ice bottle of water, she went and found me. I was already sharing the gospel with other people, and I had sat down at the bench just for a minute just to kind of you know, get my uh, gospel tracks together. She came up and found me, and she said, Hey, um, I want to ask you a question. Uh, do you know of any church that has services on Monday or Tuesday? And I said, well, uh, mm, not, not anything that comes to mind. Immediately I said, but I'm sure there's a Bible study or something like that you can find. And I said, well, do you go to church? And she said, well, that's the issue. We don't go to church because our, my husband works this day, and we're not able to go Sundays and stuff. So then I got into the gospel message, and uh, I found out through a conversation that um, it was pretty obvious that she didn't have a true born-again experience. Even she, she confessed that to me, that she really wasn't saved. Right. And uh, she had she had, had an experience with a church, a local church here in Mobile, and it was kind of a bad experience. And uh, so I said, you know what, this girl needs to hear the gospel. Right. And I found out she had really never heard the gospel. I asked her point blank, I said, has anyone ever really just shared the gospel with you? And she said, well, I mean, I, I know bits and pieces or this and that. And I said, well, bear with me. Give me a minute. I, I'd like to share it with you. So I started going into the moral law of God, the Ten Commandments, show her about what sin is. And uh, I'll just be honest with you. It got a little bit uncomfortable. It usually doesn't. It's, it's pretty pretty smooth moving in a conversation once you kind of relate on a natural level. But right. oh, man, it kind of got a little bit, um, I felt like I was kind of walking on eggshells. And the reason why was because she was against the gospel. I found opposition inside of her as soon as I started sharing about sin. <laughs> Imagine that, right? You start sharing about sin, shining the light. <laughs> hey, hey, the carnal mind is at enmity with God. That's what the scripture says. So, yeah, Romans 8, 7. That's it. So she, she started pushing against me, but I kept moving forward. Now, I was moving forward in a very gracious way, a very loving and compassionate way. I mean, it was very cordial. I was very nice to her. I mean, I was with my voice even trying to show love and, and, and compassion as I was sharing with her because I realized there was opposition there. I didn't want the door to close. And so I was super nice, super kind, and saying, hey, thank you for letting me share this with you. Hey, I, I, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I love you. I don't want you to spend eternity in hell. I want you to know God. And I want you to realize that God's done something amazing in his love for you. And that's what I want to explain to you. So I was really careful. So as I got through the entire message of the gospel, she allowed me to do it. And I went through the entire message. Her kids were around, and she got distracted a few times. But I kind of reeled her back in, and we went in through the entire thing. And after it was over, I just said, hey, please contemplate what I've been saying. I mean, it's nothing more important than where you're going to spend eternity. That was the best conversation I had that day. And my heart was just, it just went out to this girl, Elizabeth. So please, if you're listening, you're a believer, please pray for her. And we share these interactions, you know, the, the actual dialogue for educational purposes. That's the reason why we're coming on here doing this. So you can hear how these things come about and, and how we navigate through the conversation. And that's one thing I brought Jake on here for. I want him to share a few conversations he had and kind of what, what the day, uh, how it unfolded for him. But I want you to specifically talk about, um, once you get done with that, about three Muslim women 
that you actually talked to and you got to share your faith with. And I think Jacob Maloney actually came up later on and, and shared as well. He so did. tell us tell us about your day, Jake. Unfold it for us. Well, uh, starting off, I was a little bit hesitant, and uh, I'll tell you why. Because at this at the park, there was an inner park where all the children would play, <clears throat> and so. Um, when all the parents are around and you have the kids, mostly the parents, they don't want to be distracted with their kids around. And the last thing they want is somebody else, a complete stranger talking to them. So I was thinking strategically, how can I go about to share the gospel biblically and effectively to people that are in need of a savior, that are in need of the gospel. And so um, contemplating that, I was walking around the park on the excerpts outskirts, excuse me, outside the park, and I ran into this older couple. Now, this older couple was very, I'm not going to say antagonistic, I would just say um, very turned off by the gospel. They were very turned off by Christianity in general. And so uh, I started off, I don't remember the the lady's name at this time, but um, I asked her, would you like a bottle of water? And she said yes. And then uh, now this is this is me swinging from the natural realm into the spiritual, and I'm just asking questions. What do you think about life after death? You know, Kobe Bryant had just pa- recently passed away, and so what do you think about that? And so she would give me her answer, and we would exchange back and forth in conversation. And the question then came up: I'm sorry, but what is this all? What is this? Where is this going? And then her husband abruptly said, um, "Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to need you to stop." And she's been ha- she's been going through a lot lately, and she's dealing with a lot. So I'm just going to need you to stop if you can. And of course, I respected their opinion. I was just trying to, you know, courteously share the gospel and um, you know, let them know that Jesus Christ saves. He died on the cross for our sins. And so um, when when you get a rejection like that, it could at first discourage you, and when it does, immediately realize that Christ is the one that saves and God is the one that takes care of the first fruits. So your only job is to just share the gospel and plant the seed. Let God take care of the rest. And Jesus said, when you go into, into these cities and they reject you, shake off the dust from your feet and go, else, go elsewhere and continue on. You know, don't take anything with you for your journey. Just continue on. And so I, I continue to go on, and there, there I met Devin Brown, one of the, one of our evangelism coaches with Reach My City, and so we were talking about the situation, talking about how how we're going to go about talking to people within this park area. So we we're considering going on the outskirts again and talking to people from the outside. Well, upon walking to the Muslim three Muslim ladies that I, I was exchanging a conversation with. I thought uh, Devin Brown was going to assist me in the conversation, but he he had said walked <laughs> outside the gate, and that was that was totally fine. But um, I was actually my intention was I was going to walk past these ladies as well because, you know, you get uh, like every other Christian, it's not an abnormal feeling, but you feel nervous, and you know, it's three people, and it's a it's a one on three conversation. But at the same time, I noticed this one lady, this the daughter of one of these Muslim women had a gospel track and they had a one million dollar gospel track. And so upon noticing that, I used that as an icebreaker to springboard into the gospel and to springboard into the natural sense first. And I said, Hey, did 
I see that you got one of our uh, million dollar tracks. What do you What do you think about that? It's just says, oh yeah, it's really good. I like that. I haven't read much of it yet, so I said, okay, well, uh, l- let me ask you this: What do you think about life after death? And so she goes on to say that she believes that there is a life after death, um, but she does she doesn't know for certain if she would go there. And so I would begin to tell uh, tell give her the good person test. I said, well. Let me ask you this. You, do you consider yourself to be a good person? And so at this point, her mother excitingly just wanted to jump into the conversation. And this was, this was not hostile at, at all. And it was a very cordial, very um, polite conversation. I mean, really the best conversation I had witnessing in years. Um, I actually haven't witnessed to a different world religion as in a Muslim um, type world religion probably in about close to a decade. So give, given the time, this is a good, good while. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to brush up a little bit on apologetics. Um, for those listening, apologetics is, is, comes from the Greek word apologia, uh, meaning to get Peter to, acknowledge, to exhort believers in the faith to give an answer for the hope, for the reason that is in you, for the defense of the gospel. Um, so in Greek, it's apologia. Um, so anyways... As I was talking to these young ladies, I, I proceeded to ask her, do you consider yourself to be a good person? And she said, well, I don't know. I, can, I do consider myself to be a good person. I said, okay, well, let's take, let's take a test. Have you ever considered, have you ever told a lie before? She says, yes. Okay, well, what do you call somebody who tells lies? And she said, a liar. Okay, have you ever stolen anything? And she says, yeah, uh, yes, when I was small. <clears throat> okay. So what do you call somebody who steals things? And she says, a thief. I said, okay. The Bible says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Have you done that before? She said, yes. And I said, okay, well, that's, you know, that's, that's blasphemy. And you see what happens is we don't, we don't, your mother, you haven't taken your mother's name in vain, but yet because you respect her. But yet God has given you life, and he has given you breath, and he has given you uh, the, the air to breathe, and he's given you eyes to see. But yet we take his most holy name, and we drag it in the dirt, and that is what the Bible calls blasphemy. And so, because God's name is holy, and when we take the most holy name of God and drag it through the dirt, it's a violation of the commandments. And the reason why we give the commandments in the law is to is to show us our sin. The law, of course, doesn't keep us keep us saved or or uh, merit us eternal life in any way. As you know, the Bible says in Ephesians two eight nine, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But the law is simply to show our sin. It is to show show you and show me where exactly we fall on God's standards because God's standard of goodness is absolute moral perfection in thought, word, and deed. And there are over 40 definitions for the word good. And so our standard of goodness compared to God's standard of goodness is completely different. It's on two different playing fields. So when you're going into the gospel, the very important thing you want to do is go into the law of God. And what happens from there on, the Holy Spirit convicts on sin, righteousness, and judgment, and convicts of sin. So immediately, Johnny, when I ask you, have you ever told a lie before, and you tell me no, I would imagine that 
felt that your conscience would begin to prick you a little bit, right? Absolutely. And so um, from there on, when I got towards the end, I would tell her, now, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? And she says, guilty. And I said, well, do you th- is that heaven or hell? And this is where our this is where our worldviews came to clash just a little. I when I brought up Jesus and how he was more than just a prophet. Now in Islam they have a belief that Jesus was just a, a prophet of God and not anybody special. But the Bible says he's more than that. The Bible says that he is the Son of God That's it. from all from all eternity. He was not a created being. He was um, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And so this is where our worldviews began to, to, cru- to come colliding with each other. And she was saying, okay, well, this is where I'm starting to disagree. I said, okay, well, I, I understand um, because I believe, as from what I know of your religion, your, your religion says that Jesus Christ was a prophet. But did you know that in order to be a, to be a prophet, every single prophecy, considering you, and the prophecies that you foretell has to be 100%. Mm. If one of those prophecies fail, then you are a false prophet and you would be you would be killed. That's and that right. that's what they did in the Old Testament. And that's that's how we know, you know, uh, talk about world religions. If you were ever to confront a um, Joseph Smith, a a prophet who founded Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah's Witnesses, I believe. Um, you bring you bring up a conversation with him, or not with him, but with one of the followers of of that movement. You can you can show them where he every every time he foretold a prophecy, that prophecy fell fell through. Whereas you compare those prophecies with Jesus Christ, every single prophecy came true, especially the um, especially the tribulation in, in Jerusalem, the uh, the breaking down of of social constructs, and so. If you look in Isaiah chapter 53, everything that Isaiah foretold of Christ, that he was going to be born of a virgin, that um, all we like sheep have gone astray, that the government would be upon his shoulders, all of that came true and was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. You look at Psalms 22, when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was actually quoting from Psalms 22. And that right there is also fulfillment of scripture in and of itself. So, um, talking to her about these fulfillments, she was still, she's, she was really holding on to her works righteousness, basically what she can do to merit eternal life. And we know from Titus 3, 5, and 6, Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Also, Ephesians 2 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I told her, let's try that in a court of law. I was, and I, I, I cannot tell you on a shadow of a doubt how to pronounce her name. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, in a legal system, they, they call, it, they call a, a person Jody uh, to hide their identity. So, I'm going to use Jody. Okay, Jody's work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so. So Jody, you're you're behind, you're facing the judge, and the judge got you on a bond of fifty thousand dollar fine, and you're being charged with as as shows on paper blasphemy, adultery, fornication, and and hate in your heart that God considers murder. How do you how do you uh, tell, how do you plead? And of course, she would plead guilty. 
Now, you can't tell the judge, well, judge, I lived a good life. I've given the charity. I've done this and this in your name. I've done all these wonderful things. Now, this is why I think I should be considered to enter your kingdom. And, he, and he'll tell you in return, Jody, I, I appreciate that you've done all these wonderful things, but you still have an outstanding fine. And I am holy and I am just. And my justice requires that this is recompense that this that this situation is handled yeah and so how are you yeah those are the demands of justice that the the judge himself if he is a righteous judge is bound by the demands of justice that uh the full weight of the penalty which in this case because we're talking about a person's you know spiritual uh state and and they're being a sinner against god they've offended a holy and righteous god as rc sproul said this creature from the dirt right uh, defied a holy, thrice holy, you know, God of the universe, and uh, and so that this is at the point you're at the courtroom, and uh, the judge is going to pass sentence because he's he's righteous that's and right. he's not going to let you go just because you did some good works, exactly. and that's that kind of shows the uh, the workspace system that a person actually is holding on to, and it's not going to work. It's like a parachute filled with holes. That's right. It's going to drag you straight to the ground. That's it's not right. going to save you. And you want to make sure that when you when you jump off that plane, that that parachute is 100%. And that's what you want to make sure oh, yeah. when you're talking with other people that, well, I'm not sure I'm going to go to heaven. Well, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm not a Christian all the way. Well, if you profess faith in Christ, but you're still living in sin, then there's something you need to get right, and that's what I'm trying to help you with. Yeah, you're like a man right now on the plane, about to jump out of a plane, and your parachute is not not exactly ready, and it's not tight. Well, you it's want- not tight. If you yeah, if I <laughs> you- say Jake, what? Uh, how tight's your uh, your your parachute? One to ten, and you say oh, it's a five and a half. I'm like, you don't want to jump yet. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm actually afraid of heights, so that's not going to work at all. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> so. Um, at this at this moment in time, Jacob Maloney, um, one of our other evangelists with Reach My City, actually came up with me and assisted with assisted me in, in talking with talking with these ladies, and so I I let him have it. I just let him have it. You know, he was talking away and um, he said some really good things. And every time she would refute and come up with a uh, with another answer compared to, well, I don't know if Jesus Christ is God. All right, how how can how can God die? How can die? How can God die for our sins? Why why would God send His own Son to die? That's not fair. And she kept that was her main point that it's not fair. Why would God send an innocent man to die? And what I what me and Jacob were expressly telling her that this man was not just a man. This man loved you more than anything the entire world and he thought you were worth it to die on a cross because sin is so so serious to God that it's an offense it's like as R.C. Sproul would say it's like committing cosmic treason mm. cosmic treason so you when, when you tell that little lie when it's a little fib you may think it's nothing to you but God says that all liars shall have their part in the lake of the no, fire yeah. which burneth fire and brimstone yeah. a little lie it could be as if yeah to us we say little <laughs> to God it's not little no, at all no it's, not at all you know, when you offend God it's it's not what we what we gauge little or big sins but it's it's who you've actually sinned against exactly little as in that's what the people would say back to us yeah that's <laughs> so, right um, and so when she would say well that's not fair 
Jacob Maloney would continually uh, tell her, well, this, th see, Jesus Christ is God because Jesus Christ is only the, he's, the, he's just the extension of who God is. Jesus Christ being the full, being in full deity of God. He was fully God and he was fully man. And being that he was fully God and fully man, he lay aside his deity and being man, he humbled himself to the point of the cross, dying on the cross, laying down his life for his people. And so that's, that's the point of the gospel, that God is good. And the problem with that is that we are not. And if God, and if God is good and we are not, what does a good God do with bad people? And see, what a lot of people don't understand is that even our works are tainted. Our will is tainted. Our, our being is tainted by sin. And so we, if we were to, Johnny, if I were to come up to you and I owed you money and I committed a crime against you, but I tried, I tried to offer you my good services, that would be an insult to you because I'm bribing you with a gift. I'm bribing you with services that doesn't amount to anything because it's worthless, absolutely worthless to me owing you something. And your, your fine on me is I would have to pay it. And the price on that is eternal, is eternal damnation, is eternal hell. And no man can afford that price but the Son of God. And the only reason how, the only reason how Jesus Christ could pay that penalty was that he was God himself, and only God can pay that fine. That's right. And I, I, I'm glad you said uh, that Jacob Maloney came up and, and began to talk because that's what, uh, that's what we, we do as, as brothers. You know, we see someone else uh, sharing their faith, and we come up and see if there's a way we can assist. And it kind of helps out because you might not have the perspective that he might have. And I know Jacob works around a lot of Muslims, actually, where he works. He's a nurse. And uh, he's had many encounters with him, and so he was able to do a you know go a different direction and share some things maybe that you, you weren't able to share. So that's why it's so good to go out um, as a group uh, to share your faith because sometimes you can you can step up to another brother that's trying to share their faith and they're doing a good job, but maybe there's something you can say to help out. There's been many times that that's happened. Uh, even Devin Brown, you mentioned earlier, I remember going into Dunkin' Donuts and. Uh, he was talking to somebody, and I, I sat there and just listened and listened, and ne next thing you know, that guy, you know, uh, started talking to me, and then I had a, a, a perspective to share. And, I remember uh, that. I walked in on that. <laughs> yeah, you walked in on it. And so anyway, long story short, that's how these conversations start, and that's how they go, and you don't have to have, you know, a whole group to go out and share your faith. You can do it by yourself. It is good to have brothers and sisters to come out with you and share, but the thing is, you can do this. You can get in these conversations, and even if you feel like... Well, I don't know all the answers. I don't know, you know, if, if someone was a, a believer in, in Islam, what would I do? What would I say? Well, the main thing is that you know the gospel, and you're able to share that with them and plant the seed, and uh, God takes it from there, like Jake was saying. Uh, God takes it the rest of the way. So he's not about having the right words or having all the right answers. Now, you, you should study to show yourself approved, and like Jake said, always be ready to give an answer, so I would encourage you, if you get a chance to, to go online and start you know, looking up videos on Christians talking about how to share your faith with Muslims and, and Hindus and Jehovah's Witnesses and, and Mormons, and uh, there's so much information out there. I mean, right. it's just... 
It's, it's right at your fingertips, really. Right, right there. You can also go to livingwaters.com, and they have a plethora of evan- evangelical tools that will help you in sharing your faith. Um, we also have our own website as well, reachmycity.com. And if you download our app, Reach My City, we have also things that will help you in evangelism training, sharing your faith, and even videos that will help it make more clear. That's right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you not only uh, listen to the podcast, but also go to YouTube and search Reach My City TV. It's available there for you. And like I said, we have a brand new episode right off the grill that's been uh, dropped today. It's very good. And we have other content that's going to be um, actually downloaded up, uh, every Wednesday for Witness Wednesday. So uh, please be a prayer for us. If you uh, you know, know about the Mobile, Alabama area, this is the birthplace of Mardi Gras. And so people go to the parades and uh, go into the streets to get uh, beads and moon pies and such. And we go there to be a light in a, in a dark place because there is a lot of darkness there too. Uh, you might think family friendly, but there's a lot of uh, what you call debauchery, uh, just sinful pleasure and uh, drinking and uh, just drugs and uh, uh, just all types of, of, of man, really sinful things. I mean, there's even worship of false gods, uh, all kind of crazy stuff. So. We're, we're going to go there to share our faith. We're going to be passing out gospel tracts to an open-air preaching, so please pray for us. If you want to get involved, it's this Saturday, February 22nd, from 9 a.m. until it gets dark. And then also, good, well, I guess I might say good Tuesday. It's not good. No, it's <laughs> Fat <not>. Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Fat Tuesday is uh, February 25th, and it is from, once again, 9 o'clock um, until dark as well. So we got plenty of gospel tracts to pass out in Bibles. We'd love to have you join us. Thanks for listening in to uh, this Stories from the Front Lines. Uh, Things like this happen all the time. We want you to be a part of it. So see how you can yourself get out there and share your faith and reach your city for the cause of Christ.